the MI Golf Podcast with Paul Kelly and Morris J. It certainly is. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening to the NI Golf Podcast episode... 51. 51. And with about 350-odd days left until the first ball is struck in anger at the 2019 Open Championship, we've taken the podcast on the road. Today, we are live at Royal Port Rush. We're actually in the committee room. We're All in the, the big g- decisions get made oh, up Absolutely, here. in the hallowed turf of Royal Port Rush. Uh, we'll also be fle- reflecting on our own impression of the 147th Open at Carnoustie, won so impressively by Italian Francesco Molinari. Uh, we'll be looking ahead to next year with Graham McNeil, the head pro here at Royal Port Rush, and the course manager, Graham Bett, is going to give us a wee tour as well. But before any of that, to get you in the mood, here's a wee 2019 promo put to bet together by the Golf Channel. For the first time in 68 years, the one true test returns to Northern Ireland. The biggest party in golf just got even bigger. Be part of forever. The Open. The biggest party in golf just got bigger. Get you, get you going, doesn't it? That's get a you good, going. It's a good line, that. It is a good line from the Golf Channel, guys. Uh-huh. And, and that's ne- our Jimmy Nesbitt. That's our Nesbitt. Nesbitt sounded good doing that, I yeah, have to say. It's, now, it's so. a, if you get a chance, there's a great clip, you know, all the past champions and nice flyover scenes of of, of, of the of the course and the area. So it's really gets you going, it's, you know. It started already, and it actually started on Sunday afternoon, whenever the big yellow scoreboard put <laughs> up, up. See you. See you in Port Royal Port And Rush. everybody went, no, especially I'm sure people here who probably who were over I'm sure we'll, we'll chat to them about being over yeah, and stuff yeah. uh, so yep so we were over luckily enough at Carnoustie on the Friday through the good auspices of the Tourism a people and I have to say now that was a big deal for me I don't know about you it was a big deal for me too a I'd very think. big deal for me because I've covered a lot of golf events I've covered Ryder Cups I've covered numerous Irish Opens I've been to the Walker Cup I've never been to an Open your first open. It was. I was. It was a a, a debut visit to the Open Championship, and quite simply, it was brilliant. It, it was. was all I could have wanted it to be, from the point of view that I didn't have to work at it, <laughs> and I was able to sit behind the 18th green in the grandstand for about two hours, just watching, watching the world's greatest coming through. Tiger Woods in the rain. <laughs> Big Phil. You know, Ernie, Rory, it was just... Baba. I, I, I remember sitting there, I was sitting there by myself, because it was wet, there wasn't a lot of people around. And I was sitting there, and I was looking around at the vista of all the all the grandstands, and the big, iconic yellow scoreboards, and I was thinking to myself, oh my God, this is coming to Portrush. This is coming to Portrush, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> and when you see the size of the infrastructure, yeah. when you see the, the level of... Sort of securities, you know, but the, but the level of organisation yeah, that goes in to the, the number whole of volunteers, thing, Morris. Following, it must be thousands, hundreds. hundreds, if not thousands. Like even people out on the roads round Carnoustie pointing in the right direction, trying not to get us lost, which we did, <laughs> which we did. <laughs> um, but that sort of thing, you know, and then obviously the numerous marshals. You you had good. You were good with the marshals. You and the marshals had a good time, didn't you? Why did? Why the, the, you and the marshals uh, discussing photographs at one stage? Oh, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I didn't realise they were so tight on that because mm. obviously the European, the European tour, totally different. they don't mind as long yeah. as your phone's on silent. Yeah. They don't mind you taking well, photographs. Social media's a big thing for them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this one particular march, we were standing at the side of the 18th taking, uh, I think it was a pick of Donners. Yes, Paul as, as, as Donners was coming through mm-hmm. and he came over and he said, no photographs. <laughs> and he shoved my arm, no photographs. <laughs> Sorry, it's on silent, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> wee bit of a job's worth, perhaps. Possibly, wee bit. Possibly, but the Open was, it was just so big. It was so much of a step up from from what we're used to, the Irish Open. And, and we're, Irish and Open we're used to big, big Irish Opens. But like, at one stage I was looking down, I was saying, I was watching Tiger finish. They were 15 deep. Uh-huh. You know, that's the sort of people... Right? I wonder if people here have got this in their head yet. How big this is? The 15 rows deep of people standing along the side of the 18th fairway trying to watch Tiger Woods. Who will be here next year? It's just mental. And that's why there's a big push on from all of the powers that be to get the tickets in advance because it, yeah. you're not going to be able to buy tickets whenever you turn up at the event. Mm-hmm. It's the first time ever that you can't buy tickets on the gate. Yeah. There's a certain number of tickets available. It's about 190,000 in yeah. total. 50,000 day approach. Uh, roughly speaking. So that's why there's going to be a big push on yeah. to get them in advance. And the tickets, as we know, we've, we've heard already, are flying off the shelf. People are buying them up like nobody's business because, as I've said before, this is historic. Well, we put a wee video up of our flying visit to mm-hmm. the Open and, mm-hmm. so, and it says at the end of the video, you know, get your tickets soon, and people say, "I've already got mine." Yeah, you know, the people have joined the 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 one, one club, club, which is the RNA's, exactly. you know, Open Club. Exactly. They've joined that just to make sure that they get their tickets early enough to make sure that they're going to yeah. be here for yeah. the biggest sporting event ever to come to Northern Ireland. Well, I was re- reflecting on the whole experience and being over there for the day, and I have to say we were rarely looked after. Was, the people, we were we were in much. a hospitality uh, room, which yeah. was at right the back at the back of Carnoustie Golf Club. Right, yeah. normally in that room you would look out over the 18th green. That's right, that's right. But didn't, no they, go, we did, no tail, didn't they go and stick up blooming stands and grandstands? <laughs> yeah, right, very, right. very selfish yeah, of them. But at Spoil the same time, was not with a player for walking past to go into the club. Well, this is exactly the point. They put us basically at the very end of the player's walkway that's right. and they had to come down the steps yeah. beside us <laughs> with us all going, I want to beat you! Tiger! Tiger! Tiger, uh, Phil! Phil. Uh, and walk right past us to go into yeah. the clubhouse, which was the, you know, yeah. their, where they were staying. Where their, their lounge. And their locker and their yeah. lounge and everything. So we had an amazing view, said hello to a few people, yeah. you know. Who were friendly enough. There was nobody Absolutely. gave us, nobody went, the uh, fuck off, I'm not going near. No, e- even Tiger said hello. Tiger said hello. Tiger said hello. Phil yeah. gave us a wave. Phil gives a wave. Tom Phil. Watson said hello. That's right. It was amazing to see, yeah. you know, and a, a yeah. lot of these golfers we haven't had the pleasure. I've certainly never had the pleasure of seeing up close and personal mm-hmm. because they don't generally play the no, Irish no, Open. No, that, that one. Um, I over, when I was thinking back on it, there's a couple of things that struck me. Number one, just how loud are the seagulls in Carnoustie? <laughs> well, they have to be to contract the crowd, you see. Have you ever heard anything like that? <laughs> it was mental. But the funniest thing, said was sitting there in, in the 18th watching the players and on the first tee, which was just over the grandstand at the back, uh-huh. you couldn't just see them, but you could so You could hear the crowds, yeah. On the tee from Iceland, I'm not even going to try and say his name, but you know you've heard of the old Icelandic thunderclap? Yes. <laughs> there was one poor Iceland fan going, woo. <laughs> and trying, on trying, his to own. Get, trying to get a thunderclap going with two other people in the stadium. Didn't, <laughs> didn't work. Didn't work. And also when we were sitting there, there was a guy. You know the way. You know the way they have the bunker records of each group. Oh yes, bunker records of each group. There's, there's about there's about ten of a posse yeah. in, in every group. Yeah. So there's including bunker, referees and marshals oh, yeah. and bunker records. 
he finished and he had tanks and was raking away and raking away and raking away and raking away and he got out the grass tank gave him a round of applause <laughs> and it is you know it's it's very much you know a golfing crowd yeah you know they're really into their golf yeah you know at the Irish Open certainly at Ballyliffin yeah it was a very different vibe because it was a much more family it was almost like a event. festival it was, it was like a, a festival, festival yes yeah. and loads of local people turned out for the crack yeah and they turned up for the the beer and the yeah. concerts and a, a lovely day out in the glorious weather and a bit of golf and it was brilliant whereas at the Open you could really tell yeah serious heads yeah, people, people had a good shot they got rewarded people uh, had a bad shot all you could hear in the crowd, all you could hear in the crowd was I should have done that he should have done the other the disappointing thing was that we were only there for one day at Carnoustie, but flying out again on early Sunday, Saturday morning. Uh, who did we bump out the, uh, the airport and through security? Russell Knox. Did you not think it was weird? It was very weird. There he is. You think Russell Knox, who won, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands at the Irish Open. A fair few. And done well at, at uh, France beforehand. Uh-huh. Was starting in line with the rest of us, bleary-eyed people. Waiting to go through security. Waiting to go security. No, with his backpack on. No entourage. No entourage. And being ignored uh-huh. by everybody except, except the two golf you. lunatics <laughs> who knew what, who, who had seen him at Ballyfin and he was chatty enough. He was, he was chatty enough. Because you, you were in front of me in the queue by about 20 yeah. people. Yeah. So you'd already seen him and clocked him. Then I'm standing there looking at my phone and as I look up I see this guy standing beside and go, he looks familiar. Hang <laughs> on, oh, that's Russell Knox. What about you? And he yeah. goes, hello. And I went, unlucky. And he went, oh, yeah. yeah he I, missed the cut, eh? And I said to him, uh, much better there, much better fun of the Irish Open. He says, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you hide with these ideas of these boys flying private everywhere. But Russell was looking after himself. Well, can he scot? I suppose. Can he scot? There was a number of big stories to emerge from Sunday's final round. Of course, Tiger Woods being in contention again. Now, on the Saturday afternoon, I stuck up a wee tweet saying I never thought I'd see this on day three of an open champ or of major championship, which yeah. was a tiger at the top minus yeah. six. On the leaderboard, yeah. I expected even less to see it happen again on Sunday. He was pretty good <laughs> at minus seven, and the, the juices were flowing. I have to say, I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah, because like let's be honest, we're we're not anti Woods, but the hype that's gone with Woods's return with poo pooed it a fair bit. Uh-huh. Like this tiger, the tiger tracker. No, no, I down. think he's fine. That I've always been in <laughs> favour and have supported him to the hilt the whole way through. I have. I think it was you that was really taking the. <laughs> little bit of a you know different opinion yeah yeah the tiger tracker and golf channel was one that really got you it going was, yes. 40 minutes late tees off who cares <laughs> uh, but uh, he played some lovely golf it, it was possibly a, suited him but he still played some lovely golf and then he just had that wee trip up yeah. and then you yeah. know it's, it's such a and yeah. the funny thing Rory saying in the presser um, which I think we'll hear in a wee yeah. second but just Rory saying I wanted to spoil his party yeah. well that was good it was good to see Rory feeling that well he was determined to get into it yeah he was going he was going well and he had that little bump of a double and a, and a single bogey threw him off and then some ball bag on the 18th was shouting, shouting. in his backswing so do you think that boy got a hammer he could throw it out that he could. Oh, he was. He was ejected. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, that, that, but you but you heard him. Oh no! And he hit the. Yeah. But actually, yeah. he still parted. Yeah. But even still, um, do you see the reaction of the crowd round your money? I know. But that's why it's a that's golf. A proper, it's a golf don't muck crowd. about. Don't muck about. Get them out. Uh, so Rory finishing second, tied fourth, four, four places, four people in second place. Yeah, there was indeed. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a bit of a collapse from minus nine for Spieth. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. Like, let's be honest. We were there on a Friday. And on the Friday, didn't he hit about two or three fairways in total and still shot one or two under? Yeah, yeah. So you got the feeling he was grinding those first two days. He got it together Saturday, but then that's sort of summed up a season. It's just not been there. Finished on minus four. The other two boys 
three over for the last round, finished on minus sixth. Yeah. yeah. and Kisner. Yeah. Kisner was kind of up and down and you thought it was going to happen for Kisner. Yeah, he's a very, very steady player, but I think maybe, not just first time, isn't it? I think I could be wrong. But in contention. Really being in contention and maybe it just got to be a bit too much for him, you know? Uh, best round of the day, Eddie Pepperell. Hungover. What a brilliant story. <laughs> Four under, uh-huh. so it was out there yeah. to a certain degree. Yeah, and being the type of fellow that he is, he was open and honest about it and said, yeah, well, you know, I thought I'd shot myself out of it Saturday, drank my sorrows, woke up a bit fuzzy Sunday, and shot a 67. As you do. And all club golfers around the world punched the air and went, that's me every Friday night before I go out to my medal round. Best round of the tournament, was it uh, Rose? 64, wasn't it? 64. Oh, brilliant, yeah. And that was on his third round. He, he got himself in the contention as well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. From a European point of view, it was a brilliant, brilliant tournament. The sort of, the, 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 the US dominance over the last three events was sort of washed away a bit. Yeah. And to have Rose and Rory and Molinari and Noren knocking about for a while was great to see. Well, know. I have to say, my nerves were wrecked on Sunday afternoon watching Rory. Because you really thought Rory was going to do it. I never thought he was close <laughs> enough. I didn't think he was at the start of the yeah. day. And then he goes and does that Bloomin' Eagle, Eagle thing that he yeah. tends to do on yeah. a final round. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly, bang, he's back up there. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh. So then suddenly, the, you know, up in the seat and right, let's go. <laughs> you know, uh, But then, you know, he didn't he didn't, do it. didn't do it but let's hear what he had to say after the round played well um, you know I I could have squeezed one more out of the round today you know I, it was you know when I made the, the eagle on 14 um, you know it was tough to get close on 15 16 and 17 the only real chance was at the last and um, came out of the wedge shot a little bit but still left myself a putt where you know it was holable um, but I'm look. I think anything under par out there today was a good score. I'm 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 happy with how I played. Um, you know, I, I I didn't get off to a great start, but I you know I hung in there and I battled back and um, just sort of ran out of holes at the end. <laughs> Maybe when I I made birdie on 11, uh, you know I, I saw that that Tiger was leading on his own at, at seven at that point. I just got into five. So you know, two behind with a few holes left. I thought I was right in it. Um, but yeah, when the when the eagle putt went in on on 14, I felt you know if I could you know get one or two out of these last these last four holes, but it was just tough you know the, the you know where they'd put the pins and with the wind it was tough to get them close and tough to make birdies. And as I said, the only real chance was at the last. And uh, you know even if I had held that putt, I would have would have came up one short. You know just to be a part of it and, and hear the roars and um, you know. Tiger being back in the mix and you know everything you know there's a lot of big names up there and it, w- it was nice to be a part of it and you know I I wanted to f- look for a while that Tiger was going to win and, you know one of my, my mindset was I'm going to spoil the party here um, you know so that was you know it was cool it was really cool I've you know I've, I've no regrets I played the way I wanted to play this week uh, and it gives me a lot of encouragement going into the, the final major of the year. Here's the thing Rory played by Rory standards Pretty okay average golf. Didn't yeah. set the world on fire. No, it, but I, I wondered afterwards, I, I would agree with that, and then I thought afterwards maybe it wasn't the type of course to do that. I think he had a very tight game plan and he stuck it. Yeah, yeah. Rose had a 64. Yeah, so it, it possibly was on, but I, I thought Rory was actually, he talked beforehand about going to hit driver everywhere and all that, and they end up, I thought he played reasonably conservative although maybe his wedge game wasn't as tight again as it should have been like mm. I think he had a couple of 400 yard drives and he was left with 90 or 100 into the flag mm. and he's still leaving it 30 feet away well I thought it, for his standards it was pretty average golf 69, 69, 70, 70 and he still tied second yeah 
yeah. you know. So uh, I just did a quick look at some of the stats. Round one, 27% of fairways in regulation. Yeah. 78% greens in regulation. Mm-hmm. 31 putts, and he was two under. Yeah. Then round three, 67% fairways, 61% greens, 26 putts, yeah. and one under, 70. So, you know, and then on the last day... When it was windiest, it was the toughest yeah. conditions, probably. He still did better hitting the fairway, 40%. Mm-hmm. Greens in regulation, 61, 28 putts, yeah. and one under. Yeah. Now, so as putting, apart from the first day, where yeah. you could say, you know, they're just kind of getting used to it a mm-hmm. wee bit, mm-hmm. getting used to it. Apart from the first day, his putting was fine, so yeah. that wasn't an issue no. this time. I just didn't think he was hitting it close just, enough. Exactly, just wasn't quite as good yeah. with his iron play as he exactly. had been at, on the first day at Ballyliffin, exactly. for example. But there was there was no major blowouts and no real huge mistakes, which was good to see. Yeah, yeah. Similarly for Mr. Uh, Molinari, who was just no mistakes at all. Two rounds on the weekend were quite no stunning. Eight under, no bogeys, and he didn't look like he could miss on the greens. But, but you know, it's, it was just a case of fairways greens, fairways yeah, greens, but fairways you greens. You could say that, but he was, you know... I was, he, he is was, it that easy? It's, well, it's obviously not easy. He has been playing so well, and that's what his game's built on. But... You know, he was he was hitting in the right places. He was, you know, he knew exactly what he was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, if he had to shape it a wee bit, he shaped it a wee bit either way. You know, he hit it in the right parts of the greens. And even when he left himself, he'd trick you up and downs. He was getting those putts, which in the past had eluded him. A deserved winner. Was, would, you, uh, would you say it was, dare I say, boring golf? I would call it championship winning golf. Championship winning golf. And which would you prefer if you had the upper, if you had the opportunity? Would you rather be a sort of streaky but flash player that is very exciting at times, or would you rather be the boring? I would rather be the boring clock up millions type of golfer that Franco Molinari can be. But is but from an entertainment point of view, yeah, yeah, yes. On his day, he's still going to shoot low rounds Mars because when he really gets hot by the putter he's going to hit it closer you know but he's just not going to shoot big big high rounds either mm-hmm. and let's be honest he was a class act like you can't knock that I wonder if you were to ask m- most pro golfers what would they rather be a bit exciting and but a bit streaky and patchy and but you know the crowds love it or as consistent as Francesco and I, I, you can guess what they're going to say which pays the bills <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, if you, if you get enough wins being just exciting, <laughs> just, you know, to pay the bills and to have, you know, 30 million in the bank, but you don't maybe get, you know, just stop three it, wins stop in the last three months stop or whatever. Stop it, stop it. Mr. Francesco Molnari is not boring. No, I'm not saying he is. I'm just <laughs> suggesting that maybe yeah. it's, you know, it's, I mean, we'd all love to be there. <laughs> You're not playing along with I'm me at all. This, I'm not a, this one. Um, the Tiger connection, we thought was quite interesting with Molinari. Yes, him and the brother. Him and the brother, yeah. right? So they, they made a, a childhood pact yes. that whoever got to play in a major first, uh-huh. the other one would caddy for yes. them. So back in 2006 yes. at the Masters, Eduardo yeah. was the first one to get into a major. Because yeah, he had won the US Amateur. The US Amateur, yeah. Uh, so so Francesco caddied for him. Exactly. And who were they paired with? Mr. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. 2012. Yes. Medina. Yes. Who did Francesco beat in a singles match? Uh, Mr. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. 2018. Mm-hmm. Quicken Loans. Yes. Just there a few months ago. Who handed the prize Who over. presented the trophy? Uh, Tiger, Tiger Woods. Woods. 2018. The Open. Who was on minus seven at one stage and paired together? Tiger, Tiger Woods. Woods. Irish Open. 2015. Uh, now you see, uh, now you've changed. Royal County Down. 
Molinari puts up a photograph of Royal County Down on Twitter and says, don't know what all the fuss is about with these views. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Who was it didn't realise he was being sarcastic and replied, what, is your head cut? Tiger Woods? Me! <laughs> To which followed a barrage of abuse from Italians all around the world. <laughs> I didn't know he was being sarcastic. The photograph was crap. It actually wasn't a very good photograph. I thought he was being serious and saying the views at Royal County Down are rubbish. So I took him to task. And he, I, I believe he's quite, he's quite a dry sense of humor. Well, that's it, you say. It yeah. was very dry. And he came back to me and said, I was being sarcastic. So, so anyway, here, let's hear what he had to say after he won. Belief, to, to be honest, it's... Amazing to, to stand here with the with the Clark jug. I felt I felt really good this morning when I when I came here. I felt like I was I was ready for, for the challenge. Obviously conscious that it could have gone either way, but I knew I was gonna do my best today. You know, to look at the names on, on that Clark jug obviously what can you say? It's the it's the best golfers in, in history and, and to be on there it's incredible. Hopefully there were a lot of young kids watching on TV today, like I was watching Costantino in '95, coming so close, and uh, hopefully they, they will get as, as inspired as I was at the time watching him fight for the Claret Jack. Get the best prices on every round of golf with Hot Deals Tea Times exclusively from Golf Now. Available at more than 1,600 golf clubs throughout the UK and Ireland. Hot Deals save you up to 80% on thousands of tea times daily. Find the flame and save every time you play with Hot Deals only from Golf Now. Right, all being well, it means that come 2019, Francesco will be doing that slightly weird thing where he turns upside Royal Portrush to hand back the trophy to the RNA CEO, Martin Slumbers, live on Sky Sports. Just say he forgets. <laughs> Just say he forgets to pack it. <laughs> Just, I'm not giving it back. And it's, you know, he's, he's there on TV and he says, I, I knew there was something I forgot. It's, it's left. It's left in the hotel. Well, Ma Lowry's performance, particularly over the weekend, when he somehow didn't drop a shot, was exceptional. And I'm sure it's one that impressed our next guest, that's Royal Portrush head professional, Gary McNeil. So, Gary, I know you were over at Carnoustie for a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Molnari's performance? What did you make of it? Uh, he was flawless over the weekend. Paul, absolutely brilliant. I mean, he'd shown a lot of form this year already. You know, he'd won, he'd won at Wentworth and he'd won in the States as well. So um, he was one that actually, prior to the event, I thought, uh, having, having played the course myself three weeks before the Open, um, I thought that it would suit someone who was a you know a particularly straight hitter and and uh, and very precise as he is from tee to green. That's the word I was looking for. Not precise. Yes, he maybe <laughs> described it as dull. No, I didn't say that. I said it was very calculated. And, and, uh, I, the word boring never crossed my lips. No, yeah. but, uh, but uh, like for Molinari, I think a lot of it boils down to how he puts. Uh, and I think that seems to be the uh, that was the missing piece of the, the jigsaw puzzle was that, that all of a sudden he's got his putting sorted out this year and he's he's holding a lot more putts uh, confidence is up as well and uh, but he played great over the weekend I mean that uh, to not drop a shot over the final two rounds uh, on a course like that where there's a lot of bunkers off the tee and a lot of bunkers that you can't really advance the ball too far out of mm-hmm. as well and he he seemed to play a game where he kept himself out of trouble and uh, you know hold uh, hold those short putts as we were saying you know just when he needed to but uh, 
No, f- a wonderful performance. He played the 18th hole superbly as well. He, even from your perspective, Gary, as a pro, <coughs> how did the course play for you? Uh, the, well, gosh, it was very firm. It was very, very, you know, burnt up. They had very little rain. Uh, Carnoustie gets very little rain anyway. Uh, so uh, it was a, it was very, very dry. Um, the course was playing quite short, and there wasn't very much rough either. Um, but I think really the. Um, the, the greens themselves were, were, were putting nicely and they were holding reasonably well uh, when they did get a wee bit of rain. I think it was Friday, Friday, Friday afternoon, Friday evening, there was a wee bit of rain came through and that kind of softened things up. The weekend, the scoring was a wee bit better, uh, albeit Sunday the, uh, it got a bit windy and, and that, that obviously uh, you know kept the, kept the scores down a bit. But um, And did you think that 8-under was going to be about right? When you uh, I think it? prior to the tournament, I probably thought it was go- the scoring would be better. You know, I haven't played it. I yeah, think I came, came back here. I thought, you know, it could be sort of up to 12, 1500. You'd need to, to win this. But um, no, I think it, um, the, the pins were tucked, mind you. Um, the first, the first was day, certainly. <laughs> it was, uh, I was there and had a look at some of them. And um, I mean, they were very difficult to get at. They were, yeah. they were, the RNA had had them uh, put into uh, some pretty precarious positions out there. But uh, no, it's great. It was, it was, it was a good, good tournament, and I have to say, a very, very good venue as well in terms of. Uh, uh, getting the spectators in and out, it was pretty slick. Uh, the car park and the, the railway station was only three minutes from the front entrance uh, as well. And uh, it was an easy course to, to get around in terms of walking. It was flat off mm-hmm. the fairways uh, and, uh, you know, a good tented village and a good buzz about the place as well. I mean, it was, it was, the numbers were pretty good for a Carnoustie Open and, uh, you know, there was a good atmosphere and, you know, Tiger certainly added a lot to the Absolutely. event as well. The fact that not only was he playing, but he was actually in contention too, uh, which was, a, you know, that was a pretty big deal for him. And do you find that you're now more scared now you've come back or less scared than before you went? <laughs> I think we're, I think we're, I think we're well prepared to be okay. honest. Uh, you know, certainly from from my point of view, you know, retailing and the merchandise. You know, I've probably been. So this is probably three years ago. I probably started looking mm-hmm. at it. Uh, I have the guys who are the uh, it, you know my counterparts, the you know the club professionals at the the other host venues have been. You know, they've been very. Um, generous with their information have been very good to me That's and good, yeah. past non-information and you know looking at just the pitfalls and the, the things that you, you could expect potentially when the Open comes along um, and uh, obviously this being the last one this was my last opportunity sort of to glean any information that I that I might find useful come the time Colin Sinclair the, the head professional at Carnoustie Colin and I have been good friends for a long number of years so he was a he was a great guy to link in with and, um, and, what, know, and what is some of that advice or some of those pitfalls what are the sort of well, enough it, stock in and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and the, you know, the stock that sells, you know, things mm-hmm. that you think maybe before the open that you think, well, that might sell quite well, actually maybe didn't sell particularly well. Uh, you know, the, but there's there's things like pin flags, for example, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the traditional Same yellow yellow mm-hmm. pin flag. I mean, though, you, we can't keep enough Off of those shelves, in, yeah, in, yeah. in stock. Just uh, watching even some of the people who are coming in out today are buying those and taking yeah, them with them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we're, we're selling stacks of those and we just make sure we've, we've lots mm-hmm. of 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, kind of uh, orders placed and uh, you know, stock held with suppliers that we can draw from as and when we need it. I can maybe uh, give you a bit of insight there, having been Michael Bannon's assistant many years ago at Hollywood. <laughs> Mars bars, yeah, plenty of Mars bars. I sold more Mars bars than any other assistant. No, 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 no. No, no. You slipped a few Mars bars because you were a Mars bars fan yourself. That's, that's you? terrible. It's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> Yeah. In terms of your own role and the retailing and mm-hmm. merchandising, mm-hmm. It, you know, you're part of the senior management team here. Mm-hmm. So you've been sitting in on all the meetings and mm-hmm. organising all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there, you know, what other sort of areas of the, of the, are you are you looking at, or you know, in terms of your own role now? Well, my, my own role going forward, I think a lot of it, a lot of it will start next year. Whenever um, you know the circus will roll into town here, first right. of April, the grandstands will start going up, etc. Right, et right, so. just just the first of April they're starting. First going of up. April, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> so we're down to we're down to weeks now. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As to well, we were said it's something like three hundred and forty something days, yeah. but you know you actually yeah. are counting the days. That's it. That's yeah. it. Oh, we know we you know we have our schedule for next yeah. year. We know what's happening, pretty much when it's happening. We've got the dates for the patrons' days. So the, right. the companies like NTT Data and Dozen and Mastercard, Rolex that are partners with mm-hmm. the R for the championship itself um, they each have um, one maybe two patrons days where um, a former open champion will come along and pretty much host them for the day because I saw Tom Watson doing it this year for Dusan yeah. Tom, Tom Watson uh, Tom Watson was involved Gary Player was certainly mm-hmm. involved for a couple okay. too uh, Darren Clark um, right, okay. they had um, Paul Laurie Jean Vandeville mm-hmm. Padraig right. Harrington gets involved in those as well uh, so we we know the dates for those next year um, when the, the days the companies are going to be coming in uh, already and uh, I'll start to link in with the organisers, you know, to just lend a hand on those days, really, and just be on hand to... to, to uh, show them to, around, yeah, show them yeah, the ropes. Absolutely, get them, yeah. 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 Uh, and then, really, going forward, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of media stuff, really, um, you know, with, with the introducing the course for all the kind of overseas mm-hmm. uh, TV networks, etc. Um, you know, maybe doing pieces out on the course and describing the holes and how they potentially might might play and what sort of a challenge they would they would be... Um, during the tournament itself. So Hi, is your Japanese? It's uh, it's it's not bad. It's it's, it's, it's coming on. <laughs> uh, a few subtitles. Uh, you're talking about the course. Um, your Molinari, precise player. Mm. Is that the sort of player who's going to do the business out there? It's very early for a prediction, Paul. I'm very asking early. him up now. Are well, you looking good odds, Paul? Right? Yes, because <laughs> yeah, after yeah. my performance at this year's Open, <laughs> you know, the book he's cleaned me. Absolutely, yeah. He's, it is. It is. You precise, know, what if he continues to if he continues playing the way he plays? Um, Royal Port Rush is a driver's golf course. You know, you need okay. to drive the ball in play off the golf course. It's all, it's long now too. I mean, okay. we've added quite a bit of yardage to the course just in preparation for for the tournament coming along. Um, it's. Uh, um, I think next year you, you can't really, uh, unless conditions are the way they were at Carnoustie this year, you can't really get away with just putting an iron off the tee mm-hmm. or a driving iron or something like that there. You know, what they were doing at Carnoustie was yeah. putting it out 220 yards, letting it run another 30 or so mm-hmm. and they're, they're in position. 
and Port Royal Port Rush on the Dunluce links there, you need to drive the ball and you need to hit the driver to get yourself into a position where you can then get to the get to the pins. Um, and uh, you know it's an incredibly fair golf course in that the you know the shorter the shorter holes have got smaller tighter greens to hit into, whereas the longer holes the greens are a wee bit more generous and so on. So I think um, you know being a, being a good driver of the ball really does really does help. Well, I think golf course like does this, local yeah. knowledge and experience have much to bear on playing here, Royal yeah. Porush? Just thinking back, yeah. obviously it, it's changed a bit since Rory did his thing, but yeah. you know yeah. would that would that help some of the local boys? Absolutely, I think I think the local boys. Will be uh, they'll be getting uh, well prepared, you know, ahead of the championship. Um, you know, who knows? You know, Darren Darren Clark. Uh, you know, his game hasn't been as good as it has been in, in previous years recently. But you know, between now and then, obviously he's going off now to uh, you know to, to mm -hmm. the Champions Tour in the in the, in the US. So uh, by the time it comes around, potentially his game could be in better shape. Uh, nobody plays more here than he does. We're hoping that Graham's going to make it through mm -hmm. as well. Rory is the obvious uh, mm -hmm. uh, contender. You know, someone whose uh, his game certainly. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're all delighted. To see his game coming back again and uh, Park Harrington Ritz was one of his favourite golf yeah. courses yes exactly uh, but, but so. would it be fair to say then that the, the, the conditions <laughs> of our experience at Carnoustie would be unusual let's be honest yeah. and certainly unusual yeah. for this part of the world yeah. and our traditional conditions are say north of Ireland conditions bit of wind Bit of, know, rain. bit of rain, <laughs> bit of rain, bit more wind, bit of rain, a bit more wind. As you say, you know, you can't play particularly some of those new holes without being mm. let it long. Yeah. yeah. So you know, the idea of 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 just sort of playing for position, yeah, is not just going yeah. to be as easy. Yeah. But we have built new holes here. In Carnoustie, they talked about those final three or four holes mm -hmm. being really testing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So looking forward to this year. Looking forward to this year is, um, sorry, next year, is there three or four holes here that, you know, mm -hmm. are going to be the same? Like, can mm -hmm. you pick out three or four holes and say, if you get round them and par, yeah. you're going to be doing rightly? Well, there's going to be, the, instantly, there's a, there's a very tough stretch now, uh, starting probably with that new par five pole, mm -hmm. you know, the, our new seventh hole, um, you know, 600 yard par five where the uh, certainly the further up the hole you go the tighter it gets so, so for those that are taking the green on they're going to need to make sure they're they're yeah. precise or they're online with the yeah. with the second shot so you've got the seventh the new eighth which uh, you know requires a you know a long carry off the tee to get into position then to, to play to the green you then go through to what used to be the old seventh which is now the ninth yeah. and that traditionally a stroke index one mm -hmm. hole here yeah. uh, the new tenth yeah. is again from the new championship tee that's a beast of a hole now where it used to be you know a, a sort of a long iron and then a, yeah. a, a medium iron into the green and then you go through to what used to be the ninth which is now the the uh, 11th hole uh -huh. uh, traditionally a par five which they're going to play as a par four so there's, so, a, there's a stretch of holes there in the middle the of the golf course that are that are yeah. brutal um and then you couple that with the finish you know starting yeah. with um you know, Calamity Corner is now the 16th. Uh -huh. So it's right in a very, very <laughs> uh -huh. nice position, dangerous yeah. point in the round. Um, you've got the 17th, which is a, 
risk and reward part four as well where uh you know the somebody who who's uh maybe feels you know that they can get it down the hill and get it down close to the green potentially there could be a two-shot swing there on the likes of that and then the 18th 18th is from the new championship tee um you know it's it's uh at at just about 470 from back there that's a that's a tough finishing hole as well so so effectively what you're saying is if you can play the first four holes here and under par Mm. then you're hanging on for the rest (laughs) of the Exactly. <laughs> pretty much so. The, the new layout's been in place since back in April this year. How, what's the reaction been like from the members and from any of the pros that have played the course now compared to the old course? Yeah, no, they're very complimentary about it. And I, and I think, uh, you know, that that's uh, the, the design is superb. I mean, we're very lucky that we were able to build two new holes in, in a in a in arguably the most beautiful part of the golf course as well. And it's very, very scenic out there. You're right out at the current strand and the white rocks and you know the you can hear the ocean uh, behind the, the, the big sand dune there. Uh, and um, I think the the, the, the a testimony to, to, to Graham Beat and, and his team of guys here, we get we get golfers coming off the course who don't even know that they are new holes. Mm-hmm. And that's they think how, it's bedded in so well. That's yeah, how well yeah. they've bedded yeah, in yeah. and how well maintained they are now as well. And um, so, you know, I think those that had played the course previously and who now have played the course with the new holes in play and the old 17th and 18th out are, are very complimentary and... You know the general consensus is that it's a, it's a it's a stronger golf course than, uh, than what it was previously. And I think the week course has actually benefited as well because I love now the new layout on the week course yeah. as well, especially yeah. these seventeen eighteen. Yeah, you they know, are. Yeah, yeah. there's cracking holes and the density a tenth on the week course. Or the week course is not that way. The, yeah, on, on the valley links. The, the links yeah. I, call, I think it's the best hole in the course on, yeah, on either course. The, the, yeah, well, it's it's lovely to uh, it's a lovely know, view. It's it's lovely to be able to see. Yeah. You know, you, you see the see the the beach and the the sea from mm. the the new eighteenth tee up there uh, where uh, you know you didn't normally That's get to see that down yeah. on the valley but no the valley's the valley's like it's a hidden gem you know yeah. we all love it it's, yeah. it's a and it'll be out of play totally obviously during the open championship yeah it will be yeah uh, the, the 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 practice area will be um, the uh, you know down on the fourth fairway fourth fifth and actually over to the tenth okay. fairways as well there's going to be sort of like a big sort of triangular shape okay. sort of to it uh, the players will will play to, to you know the, the yeah. certainly where the tenth green is now over there um, and uh, certainly around the first tee area and the second green, second fairway area, there's going to be a lot going on there okay. as well with the spectator Can't entrance, etc. Uh, in that in that area, we will have. I think we'll we'll have a, a sort of a nine hole loop okay. around the uh, starting from the eighth that the members will be able to use up to pretty close to the tournament okay. itself uh, and uh, you know they'll be able to to get a wee bit of golf here but I think normally other lo- local golf clubs are normally very good at yeah. uh, um, allowing the Royal, you know, Royal Port Rush members to come play, and play yeah. um, you know around the time of a championship and so just finally is there is there anything that you took away from Carnoustie that surprised you anything you weren't expecting or they just um not really. Uh, I think from my from my point of view, you know, just listening, going back to uh, linking in with Colin there, the head pro, um, you know, there was there was great demands on his time more than anything else, and I think things tend to be sort of sprung on you mm-hmm. as well. You might you might be a uh, bloody media. You, you might be rolling along <laughs> thinking that you might wander out and watch a, watch somebody play a hole or two or whatever, and then the next thing he's he's pulled in to do uh, do something. He was doing commentary for the for the Golf Channel. Uh, um, you know, in the evenings yeah, as well. Good, yeah. So, you know, he was doing things like that. So it's, uh, 
Um, it's a long day, uh, plenty of sleep and, uh, you know, keep yourself in, in good shape uh, on, on the run into the tournament. I think that's the key to it, you know, yeah. that, that you're ready to you're ready to go. And also, uh, I mean, just speaking speaking to him even after the event, there's uh, there's quite a bit going on this week there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people playing, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, patrons were sort of straight in on Monday. And, I was going to say, it's uh, very busy out there today, you know. it's Oh, we were, I mean, my goodness, we're... we're uh, we're flat out here all the time, you know. There's there's golfers going, you know, going out. We, this is a particular Thursday's a day where we've played both in the morning and in the afternoon, so that that's one of the busier days of the week. Uh, but there's there's golfers going off there, and it's, you know, it's up to right up to five o'clock today. So and did you find the phone started ringing that wee bit more on Monday and Tuesday? Just after, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whenever yeah, so, they yeah. appeared on the big yellow board, Royal Port Rush. That's right. Yeah, yeah that was, was a special moment. Uh, certainly, uh, I was looking forward to seeing that and uh, you know watching the. Uh, the presentation and and uh, you know listening to Darren Clark as well and and then actually seeing it then uh, on the uh, on the on the big yellow scoreboard it was fantastic. You must have got a wee so, chill. Very much so. Yeah, it's over to us now, and uh, you know we've um, we've got you know few months ahead of us now to really get get mm. ourselves organized and ready and uh, but it, it's uh, it, like everything that happens here, you know it's. Um, there's no stone left unturned, you know. We, Wilma Erskine, our secondary manager, mm-hmm. Wilma's in, in charge of everything. We, we've got a great team uh, from uh, John Bambers, the, you know, the chairman of the championship mm-hmm. committee, and Philip Tweedy is the, uh, the the deputy chief marshal, and we, we've got a great team of people there that are that all have their own responsibilities and they're they're in the process of gathering up their teams that are you know they're going to look after all the various aspects of it come the time so and and every golfer and every fan in northern ireland's going to be right behind robert rush to deliver probably one of the most amazing opens in the history of the open it's going to be such an exciting time it's very exciting and the ticket sales have been you know off off the charts already you know we can see that and uh just going by the the irish open that we hosted here back in 2012 how how well that went and how many people wanted to come and wa- along and watch the watch the players um you know i think that uh, i'm sure it's um it's going to be every every bit as good as that the wee bike sheds in the caravan park i hear they're available for accommodation we can't get a a caravan they've all gone already but the wee bike sheds that they put the bikes in apparently we can rent one of those so we'll get one of those (laughs) gary thank you for your time sir it's been an amazing insight into into what's going to be happening no it was a pleasure cheers thanks one of the premier challenge tour events of the year the ni open hosted by modest golf returns to galgon castle from the 16th to the 19th of august register now for your free tickets at niopen.com Golf. The golf season rolls on and Stephanie Meadow continues her strong play on the Symmetra Tour. Stephanie has moved up to second in the Volvic race for the card ranking following her playoff defeat at the Daniel Downey Classic. Uh, the Symmetra Tour has moved on to Albany, New York this week. Stephanie is in action along with Leona McGuire. Yeah, the European Tour is back in action uh, in Germany for the Porsche European Open. There's only two sort of people playing this week. There's Rory McGee and Gavin Moynihan are both in action. The Ch- Challenge Tour is in Austria for the Euro Bank Open, Paul McBride, Brian Casey, Cormac Sharvin, Michael Hoey, Johnny Caldwell, Dermot McElroy, Gary Hurley and Daniel Brennan are all competing. Well, what a great good field. Field. Yeah, good yeah. field. The Senior Open Championship gets underway today at St Andrews, Graham's hometown. Indeed. Uh, Paul McGinley and Brent McGovernor in action along with Ronan Rafferty, Eamon Darcy and our mate Des Smith. And on the US Tour, GMAC, Seamus Parr and Shane Laurie are playing in the RBC Canadian Open at Glen Abbey GC. Laurie has replaced his longtime caddy Dermot 
Byrne with his brother Alan for the next few weeks anyway as he tries to ignite his season. Mm. He wasn't in good form at the Open. No, he, he wasn't. Do you remember I said to you when we were there on the Friday, I said, why's he got, why's he got Neil Manch up on the back? Because mm-hmm. he got rid of Dermot. Because he got rid of, got rid of <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Now, Alan's, Alan Larry's a hell of a golfer. Play, you know, playing Lanster, Lanster golf, so he's a he's a he's a good good player. So hopefully, um, that's just what Shane needs to get him going. You know, mm. so he Rory, needs something. He, he does. He needs something. He needs a bit of I don't know. Just he's very hard on himself. He, at so. the Irish Open, you could he, tell. He, yeah, he wasn't that keen. Yeah, he said you something know, had to change, and something has changed. Something had to change. You know, he's questioning why the media wanted to talk to him and that's all. Right, yeah. that's right. Well, Rory McIlroy's next event will be the WGC Bridgestone Invitational at start next month, and as Joint second place finisher the Open saw him replace Lee Westwood on top of the European Tour's all-time career money list with, wait for it, 35 million euro, 110,780 euro. <laughs> Do we drop in the pocket? We <laughs> drop the... That's mental. The former world number one is a 13-time European Tour winner. That's including race by victories in 2012, 2014 and 2015. And he has 82 top 10 finishes to his name with four major championships. That's a, average, yeah, average girl. <laughs> and on the LET, the Ladies Scottish Open is on at Gullen. Uh, that's followed on Monday by the final qualifier for the Rico Women's British Open. Take all the hassle out of your golf travel and rent your clubs before you fly. Clubs to Hire offer the very latest sets from just £32 per week, including the brand new M4 clubs from TaylorMade. And Clubs to Hire have just opened three new locations in Australia. That's 26 locations worldwide. So wherever you're travelling to play golf, choose the easy option and hire your clubs at clubstohire.com. Now back here at Royal Port Ross, the early preparations are underway for the British Boys Amateur Championship, which takes place from the 14th to the 19th of August. And the qualifying rounds will be held both here at Royal Port Rush and also at Port Stewart before the match play stages continue here over the Dunluce course. And it's going to be a great opportunity for the RNA to assess the renovated links with one eye on how things look for next year which probably means that our next guest is in for another busy couple of weeks. He's Graham Bett, who actually hails from St Andrews, would you believe? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. He was appointed as course manager here at Royal Port Rush in 2014, and he's been overseeing some of the massive changes to the course in preparation for hosting the Open. And he was over at Carnoustie, allegedly working. Allegedly working. He said he was... What time did you say you were getting up at? Three o'clock. It's very early for hospitality, isn't it? To start on the whiskey at three <laughs> o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I ask, I'll ask you the same question that I asked Gary. Are you more scared or less scared now that you come back from Carnoustie than you were before you went? Um, less, I think. I think. It's more exciting now. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting closer. It sort of feels more, more real. real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was actually brilliant to, to get such an insight and, you know, all the little tweaks and changes that are made to just make the course play the way it does. Um, so that's really why I went. Um, Sandy and Craig, um, it's Sandy is the, the links manager, so he's in charge of all the courses. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig's the head greenkeeper on the championship course. So they spent quite a lot of time with myself and Paul, my deputy, and Chris Calvin, our irrigation technician. We all went over. Um, Aaron, one of our greenkeepers, was there for the week. So he was there sort of morning and evening for the whole week. Um, so they spent a lot of time with us, showed us around everything, showed us all the um, contractors' compounds, TV compounds, so all the sort of things that you wouldn't necessarily see if mm. you were a, a normal spectator. So it was great. 
in terms of the number of staff that you have now and the number of staff you're going to raise to. So it gives an idea of current staffing levels at Royal Portrush and what it's likely to be in the middle of the championship. Okay, well, um, at the moment, including part-time workers, we've got 27. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Open, we'll probably go to about 55. Uh, so we'll have quite a lot of volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a lot of them will be ex-staff, uh, local greenkeepers who maybe want to come back and know the course a little bit already. And then we've got uh, an Australian... And we've got some guys from Scotland and England as well. So. Have already lined themselves up. They're already picked yeah. in to do it. Two years ago, we organised most of our volunteers. Well, yeah. Gary, Gary said one of the things that he took away from Carnoustie was the fact that all the fellow professionals who host the Open and the other courses just gave them so much insight and so many tips and so many things to watch out for. Yeah. I'm sure it was very similar with the Greenkeepers. Yeah, just the same, really. Um, and as I say, going to Carnoustie was so good because they've hosted so many Opens before. And there's a good percentage of the staff there have, have been at the last two Opens previous to this one. Um, so they told us how it's changed and sort of evolved over the years and grown. Um, so that's been really good. Um, but yeah, just just the size of it is just incredible. Well, it's one thing we were talking about because obviously we've been here, we were here for, for the Open Championship, the Irish Open, um, we've been here, I'm here for the North and all that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for most clubs, 27 greenkeepers is a big, is a lot. But then you go to the Open Championship and they've got, as I was saying, a bunker raker with every single group. Yeah. Who, you know, he's not just, you know, some fella plucked out of the crowd. He, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Well, so um, there's the, a level of, 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 uh, Detail. It's attention to detail that, that I find pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, the um, Biga are the Greenkeepers Association, uh, British International Greenkeepers Association. So they bring the bunker acres separately. So that there's another fifty of those. The size uh, of the operation is just. But they're all qualified greenkeepers. Yeah. So they're giving up their holidays, giving up their time. You know, paying themselves, sort of More paying their own way over. In. Yeah, exactly. And the bunker. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? We know we've we've heard you've been on with us before, just chatting about the changes to the course and yeah. the new holes and stuff. But just infrastructure wise, there's probably been quite a few sort of infrastructure changes to the course, to under the course, to around the course, <coughs> for cables, for irrigation, for all kinds of stuff. Yeah. That's, that must have been a mammoth task as well over the last few years. It has been, yeah. Uh, that was probably one of the biggest jobs we've done on the golf course. There's there's two miles of new roads, which are all tarmac. Um, a good percentage of that's sort of motorway spec with full curbs and ducting, uh, mains water all around the course, sewage all around the course, um, fibre. Yeah, the fibre optics, I heard about that. How many miles of fibre optics were you? Five or six miles or something? Uh, it was fit. I think it was 15 kilometres in total. 15 kilometres of fibre optic cables to carry all the TV signals. Yeah. 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 And that's that's aside from just the the, the getting the course, once the course was built, all the changes were made, getting it back up to playable specs, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And because the golf course is so undulating, getting heavy machinery and diggers and dumpers and uh, earth moved around yeah. was really difficult. And you built a new compound even for yourselves and moved a whole lot of earth for it. Yeah, brand new sheds. 
They're not sheds. Now I've started. They're five star. They're, you know, there's recliners in every corner. Big sixty five inch TVs and all of that. All we do is play cards and things. <laughs> is there much more of that infrastructure work still to go, or are you pretty much done with the, all that main building work? Um, almost finished. All the building work's finished. Okay. Um, We've got a few little tweaks to make for uh, buggy paths around the course, but they'll just be grass. Okay. Um, so there's there's 400 TV buggies, as far as I'm led to believe. Uh, so we have to try and get them around the course safely and yeah. away from walking spectators. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even the, the TV compound, which is going to be somewhere nearby, that's, that's huge by itself. That's going to be in uh, East Strand Car Park okay. and the hockey pitch down there. Right. Um, so apparently there's a 1,000 people based there. That's yeah, that's aside from the media centre, which is yeah. on site. Yeah. It's, the number of people is mind-boggling. Graham, mm. um, the, the course out there now, you know, I know Rob Porters like to think that their course is championship standard all the time. Um, and, and you're going to say, yes, it is. <laughs> but, um, you know, can you sort of explain, or is there a way of explaining how that goes up a notch for the, for the championship? You know, is it just, you know, every blade of grass type approach or is it something particular that you do to the golf course to get it to that standard? Um, I, th I think it starts a long way out okay. um, and the members have been really good they've committed to being on mats from November right through till the open Wow Wow. Uh, okay. so there'll be fairway mats in place um, but no divots in that golf course no divots right okay hopefully <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we're, we're doing that and then the golf course will close about three and a half weeks before the open. Okay. So just just that rest from the foot traffic and trolleys mm -hmm. and things makes a huge difference. Okay. What about the greens? Anything special done there? Um, again, we've we've done all of the major work to the greens, really. Um, just just f sort of following our program that yeah. we're on at the moment. Yeah. Which you would normally do anyway. And top yeah. Pressing. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we had the STRI here today who do all the testing for the RNA, uh, and they do all the testing throughout the championship. So they've got a smoothness, trueness meter. They stimp them and take the speed, um, and then test the firmness. Okay. So we were within their open parameters today right. when we tested them. So, so that's interesting. Though the people who are turning up to play now today are yeah. getting pretty much, you know, not far away from where the course will be in a year's time. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of, you know, it was very burnt out, obviously in Carnoustie and. Yeah. You know, yes, we'd love to see that. It's not the likelihood of it of it being like that's very slim. Let's be honest, okay? Mm -hmm. We'd love to say we're going to get another scorching another sort of summer, but you know, <laughs> but highly, unlikely. Honest, highly unlikely. Highly <laughs> unlikely. Um, rough ways out there. You know, the roughs boiled down. It has been all all mm -hmm. all summer here. Yeah. Um, you know, have you been sort of what have they said to you about the rough? Uh, well, we were looking at it on Monday, uh -huh. um, and obviously it's quite burnt this yeah. year, and it's thinner than it would normally be. Um, I think we're going to be a lot more selective about the rough that we cut and collect. Normally, every year we've got a rough management plan where we would cut and we would gather up all the grass. Um, but this year we're going to be more selective and there'll be less cutting done. So yes, okay. Should thicken up next year. Yeah, there'll be a few areas maybe where you don't want to find yourself next year. Yeah, I'm sure there will be. <laughs> I've been in most of them. Exactly. <laughs> now you've got the, uh, the British boys is coming. Yeah. next year so I'm sure some of the RNA people will be over to have a look at set up and what they can possibly do have, have you anything lined up for that next week well that's um, mid-August mid yeah um, so 
we're, we've sort of had some inspections. Uh, all we have to do now is set the pins, uh, choose all the pin positions. Uh, we know the T positions that we're going to use. Um, so that's really up to the RNA to do. Are they going to use as far back? Are they going to use championship tees? Are you, you, yeah. So this is going to be the course as the RNA would like it for the event itself. I, I think year. weather depending, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but they're, they're saying that some of these... Boys, young fellas oh. can hit it miles yeah <laughs> yes they can. it'll be an interesting run out to see how you know how yeah. well they cope yeah. yeah well well even even last year when they give the north the first run on on the links that was a useful barometer mm-hmm. but these are from all around the world now you're talking about the best boys in the world going to be here so it'll be a Fantastic. step up from that and you'll day. be here covering it Fingers as crossed. the chairman <laughs> did you hear about his uh, title he's chairman now he's been made chairman Mao of the uh, Irish Golf Riders Association really he is the boss congratulations yeah, thanks very much Graham I the, really appreciate the that boss yeah, well yeah. deserved yeah, every, he uses it as an excuse to abuse me every time he gets a job <laughs> uh, Graham can we impose upon you to maybe uh, grab a buggy and take us out for a quick nosy and yeah, we'll, we'll stick up a video log of it as well uh, yeah. just to have a wee nosy yeah no problem and problem. in the meantime uh, very, very kind of you to come in and have a chat to us thanks very much thanks now thanks very much Graham thank you Andrew Morris Golf now offers 12 months interest-free credit on everything bought online and in-store. New golf clubs or that electric trolley you've been dreaming of for as little as £30 per month. Drive the extra mile to drive away happy. Check out andrewmorrisgolf.com for full terms and conditions. Andrew Morris Golf on the web and at Laganview Golf Centre Lambeg. All with the amateur news, please. Yeah, Hermitage golfer Kate Lanigan is a new Irish girls close champion. She beat Killarney's Valerie Clancy at Clandy Boy. Seapoint's Dylan Keaton won the Under-16 Boys Open Championship at Donegadee. His two rounds of 76 and 69 earned him a two-shot win over Lisburn's Josh Black. And County Louth Deidre Smith has been confirmed as the ILGU Scratch Cup Circuit winner for the second time. Uh, she won at Royal County Down in early April. Then she's travelled the length and the breadth of the country playing all these Scratch Cups. She carried three more runner-up finishes and a course record at Robert Rush in the Sarah Bolton Scratch Cup. The South of Ireland Championship is ongoing at La Hinch as we speak Irish international 18 year old Kilkenny's Mark Parr and 19 year old Reese Black from Hilton Temple Patrick who was the youngest winner of the East of Ireland in 2017 both posted rounds of 65 on the opening day a cut will be made today and the leading 64 players progressing on to the match play stages and the ILG has named their teams for the ladies and girls home internationals of Bully Bunyan, uh, sorry, at Bally Bunyan. Easy for Bunny you to Bunyan. Say. Bunny Bunyan. That's a, that's a great name. Bunny Bunyan. Bunny Bunyan Golf Club <laughs> from August 8th to 10th. The ladies' team is as follows Sharon Burke, Louise Coffey, Paula Grant, Maria Martin, Jessica Ross, Lauren Walsh, and Annabelle Wilson. And the girls' team is Sarah Byrne, Valerie Clancy, Beth Coulter, uh, Anya Donegan. Anna Foster, Nicole Joyce Moreno and Kate, who won the Irish Glurs Close Champion. Thank you. Get the best prices on every round of golf with Hot Deals Tea Times exclusively from Golf Now. Available at more than 1,600 golf clubs throughout the UK and Ireland. Hot Deals save you up to 80% on thousands of tea times daily. Find the flame and save every time you play with Hot Deals only from Golf Now. 
And just before we go, a little bit of breaking news. Yes, Ulster's under 16s have just won the Interpros at Sleeve Russell. Just there now. Literally just there this morning. Congratulations. The monster plays won the under 14. So congratulations, Ulster. And that's it for episode 51. Thanks to Graham. Thanks to Gary for joining us here at Royal Port Rush. And thanks to Wilma Erskine for her hospitality and allowing us to come and do our live podcast today. Uh, we're going to head out onto the course now with Graham and do a bit of a video log as well. That's so right. check out our YouTube channel, uh, NI Golf Podcast on YouTube. We'll get this up in the next couple of days or so and you can have a look at some of the uh, work that we've been talking about here at Royal Port Rush. We'll be back again in a couple of weeks' time when it'll be slap bang in the middle of the NI Open at Galgorm, Ooh. another fantastic golfing event. Brilliant. Unbelievable. Uh, it's all at the same time as the British Boys here and the British Girls Championship at Glass, so it's a bit of a golfing bonanza. If, if you want to, you can imagine a, a week where you go and watch day one up at, uh, up at Galgorm for the NI Open. Then you go over to... Uh, Royal Port Rush and watch a bit of the British boys and then on the final day you decide you know what I'll go to our glass and watch some of the British girls hey doesn't get, it, doesn't get much better than that uh, we'll be doing our best to keep you up to date via all of our platforms on Facebook on Twitter at NI Golf Podcast on Twitter and on our YouTube channel and uh, from Royal Port Rush uh, good luck we'll see you alright don't touch me <laughs> see woo shaking that ass shaking that ass